Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Get ready to pump your energy and jumpstart your dreams with positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio on the world's most popular power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are. The Oprah of the airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, and her sidekick daughter, Heather Brittany, deliver lessons of success spanning the generations of the globe in their information-packed Tea for Two, a mother-daughter brew. In other segments, Cynthia interviews real-life trailblazers, authors, and experts with the courage and vision who show you how to build a road to fulfillment through their unique books and services. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll be informed and entertained. For your free lifestyle empowerment coaching session right here on the airwaves, turn up the volume, relax, sit back, and get ready to be inspired. Because Star Style, Be the Star You Are, starts right now. I just love his intro. I, it's so entertaining. <laughs> it makes me happy because when it's going to start right now, I want to be on it right now. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, brought to the airwaves under the species of Be the Star You Are charity. We are your hosts. I am Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And as always, we're very, very excited to be here with you today, and we have a fun show. You know, tomorrow is going to be St. Patrick's Day, so it's interesting how people celebrate um, St. Patrick's Day kind of every place in the United States. doesn't matter if you're Irish or not, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're also today in this show um, going to talk about how our mood matters in Health Matters, or actually Heather's going to bring that around for us. We're going to go into the March Garden, and we're going to figure out how to price ourselves when we're doing business and how not to undersell our skills. So lots coming up right here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, so I tune up, I mean tune up, turn up the volume and uh, get prepared for a very great, great day uh, with us. So the miracle moment for today is by John Lennon. Count your age by friends, not years. Count your life by smiles, not tears. I love it. I know, I know. It really, when you stop and think about it, it really is so important, is it? Is it that, as you always say, Heather, age is just a number, but when you really, you know, figure out how many good friends and family members you have and how much happiness you have in life, um, it's all, that's all good, all worth happening. Okay, well, why don't we first of all, Heather, um, let's go into the mood. Let's talk about the moods and, um, how being happier actually can help you be healthier and uh, how being mindful can just help you in kind of every way because I think there's a lot to be said for that. 
Yeah, well, you know, you kind of had a great segue with that quote there. Is it really is uh, not the the quali- the quantity of years that you have in your life. It's the quality and the things that you do in it and the right. people that you surround yourself with. And, you know, there's always been this long study that, you know, being, or this long thought, which I still think is true, is that, you know, the happier you are, the healthier that you are and that you'll live longer. Um, and actually, there was just a new study um, put out in the last year that uh, they studied about uh, 700,000 women or so um, and middle-aged women and trying to see about, and they'd ask them these questionnaires about, how, you know, their lifestyle, their moods, and it turned out that the people that reported being more happy didn't live longer, um, which, again, you know, everyone has to take things as a study, as, as a grain of salt, because there's a million different studies, and there's so many different scopes they could be looking at, but what they did find is that there was more longevity in the ways of a lack of illness or other debilitating diseases and, and these things. So it's trying to show what are really the effects of being healthy. If it's not making us live longer, what is it, you know, how, how is it beneficial? And I think... Just yeah, I'm kind of surprised that it doesn't help well, you just live longer. It seems like well, it would, but well, for in me, a way, I, I guess it is. I, I kind of... I kind of, uh, I find it surprising in one way, but there's, again, there's so many different scopes a study can be done, at, and maybe they're just looking at it the wrong way. Maybe they were just seeing it as the surface level-wise, because there's so many other things that are still going to affect us in life that cancer, you know, doesn't discriminate against really nice people and really mean people. Um, and so are you know, the things that, you know, we might be exposed to. There's so many other environmental factors that could come into uh, the reasons why people weren't living longer, uh, as well as just as, you know, just random day freaks of accidents of life that happen. But in the, in the times that they, these people were alive, it seems, again, to me that what's worth having some, you know, if life isn't really worth living if you're, I don't, we don't see it like that, but life is, is less enjoyable um, when there's less enjoyable things, when you're not enjoying it, when you're always kind of, you know, hating your surroundings. And it's such a beautiful life we live in, so we need to celebrate these things. And that was actually the first thing is going into mood and surgeries and um, an outcome for it. So one thing that it may not be making people live longer, but it might make them live through their surgery or at least have a quicker um, uh, back to getting, you know, a quicker recovery time. And so what they and you want to live through your surgery if possible. Well, of course, but and that's the main thing to it too. But the thing is, just the recovery time. So, um, in 2015, in December 2015, uh, they had doctors give um, patients a, sort of like a survey on how they were feeling before they were going into the procedure, and then after. And then they showed. And again, these are there are always there's many things that can uh, you know take away from the potential outcome. But overall, what they found is that people going into the surgeries prior that had a positive outcome that said, you know, I, I can't wait till, you know, I, I'll be back on my feet again or, you know, just had, had positive things that, of course, you know, they might be scared but didn't have a negative view of what was going on, um, were tended to recover faster versus those that um, had a negative view. It took them a longer recovery time and there tended to be more complications, um, <laughs> why they had a longer recovery time. And another thing, too, regarding it just, you know, of I think keeping us alive longer is the relation to with your heart. Happy heart, healthy heart is that view. Well, also we know is when we're angry, our heart rates go up, our blood pressure rises. That's why people have actually increased uh, about eight point. 
five more times uh, likely to have a heart attack um, in, you know, rage, you know, and an upset thing. And that's why, you know, when people get so upset, you know, they get loss of breath and they feel overwhelmed and dizzy. And you hear that where people have had heart attacks because they're so angry. And you can actually blo- uh, break blood blessings blood vessels, excuse me, um, and cause uh, various constriction. You can cause kind of veins, uh, 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 disruptions throughout your arms and your legs um, versus being healthy, happy and having this positive view. And, and, and that's something, too, when we late, we talk so much about, you know, staying fit and diet and exercise. And, if you know, if you feel good, you look good, which I really do think is all I believe I it. I think it's an ins from the inside out, you know. I mean, a lot yeah. of if you're happy, I think it's going to show in your skin and your hair and your body. I mean, and just, you know, your whole expression, right? Exactly. And, and you know, and I think, too, happiness is contagious. Whenever, when I see people smiling and it's that genuine smile, you can't help to mimic them. You kind of feel like, what's the secret? Why did they feel so happy? Why are they nice? What's happening? I like this. And I know when I teach and I see someone smiling, instantly I just, I'm, I, I, I feel better. I feel like, I feel that confidence. And I feel happy, too. It's a, it's a good, you kind of mirror people versus also when you see people. Right. Like, I was just going to say, you took the word out of my mouth because I was going to say uh, that we're uh, we're mirrors of each other. So if we're being you know depressed and frustrated, that's what you're going to express to other people, and then it'll mirror back to you, and it like bounces around. So being happy is such a good thing for everybody, and the and yeah. not only just for our souls, but it's good for nature too yeah and it's good for our midsection too as we talk so much about body fat and you know oh I like this the, tell the me about that fat, one you know excess fat around your stomach is some of the most deadliest fat and getting into those brown fats um, but when it comes to it, that they've actually shown studies that said mindfulness, and that's a great way of describing it because mindfulness can mean so many things. It's being having that time, that patience, uh, you know, of, of taking of taking a workout class, being there present for an hour, of going for a walk, of dedicating that time, of being mindful about food. We we talk so much on tea for two or on health matters. Um, about multitasking and singular tasking and how our brains work differently at different times in our life and we can handle these things. But as we know, a lot of times multitasking or, or not being mindful comes when we're eating. We're often at our computer. We're eating something. We're not really taking the time to savor what we're doing of being mindful of it, of enjoying it. And there's this thing, I will say those times when uh, we've gone to a meal or we've made it together and we've done something where it was just really took the time to enjoy it, that's when I felt it was, it was so, it was delicious because there was so much heart in it. You know what I mean? There's right. Just, it's so powerful. Well, you know, people, it, it, that's why it's called breaking bread. I mean, that used to be a ritual is that people would sit around a table to discuss things and to debate and, you know, just to really connect. And we've lost that. And I think that might be a real issue for, for um, the increase in obesity today is that people aren't sitting down for meals. And I mean, and I know I'm guilty of it just as much, you know, now that there's nobody in the house, but I always oh, try yeah. for myself to take, if I'm going to eat, I'm going to take the time to do nothing and just eat and hopefully sit outside and listen to the birds. That's my favorite thing. I feel like the the one time that I was truly, the, the thing that I said 
you know, I, I was hoping it would stay with us from Europe, and it, it hasn't quite, but the times, I feel like any time I do get away, I really want to emphasize that, is taking that time to slow down, relax, enjoy, especially during these meal times of just being present. I think that's such a big, a big thing. And also in regards to just the stress, what I was saying about with your, your midsection is when you're stressed out, it activates um, a stress hormone that we've talked about called cortisol. And cortisol is that whole fight or flight and that starvation thing. When we have adrenaline or our heart's pumping or building, you know, the fight or flight, but cortisol slows down our metabolism. It's sort of almost that like shutting down system kind of way. And when we're upset, we have that and it raises in it and that's built on by stress and anger. And those that oftentimes do can be leading to weight gain, which, as we know, that can upset people and get them stressed out and angered. And right, other right. things that, cause, that affect our bodies is inflammation. When our bodies are inflamed and we can't move, I think a lot of times, and that's they say that, that people who tend to be more upset and, and angry tend to have more inflammation out their body. So I think something that's interesting is even if, if there is no difference in people who are happier living longer, I think the people who are happier are enjoying their life more, and they're really having that thing of what life is. I mean, it's so short. Which gets back to that quality that you're talking about. Exactly. That's the... That I think, you know, we, when we think about, I would say, for example, taking uh, Papa, your father, for example, he was a happy man. He was a loving man. He was a man who was loved. And even though his life was taken far too early, and same to for David, before that time, you would say that the years that they were alive were incredibly enjoyed by themselves and by others. And, they and that's counted. That the people. years counted, people, yes. Yeah, and, and people don't think of, you know, oh, well, that, you know, that person I, you know, couldn't, wasn't happy. You think of how happy that person was and how happy they made you. And I think that's sort of the whole, you know, secret to life is just enjoying it for what it is. And there's always going to be things that are stressful and, and we're human. So, of course, we experience all ranges of emotions. But the thing is with anger and with, uh, you know, when you're upset about things, those are supposed to be temporary emotions. Those are usually the reaction of something that's happened. They're not supposed to be our everyday thing. And that's, that's why America makes billions of dollars off antidepressants and things like that. Uh, but it's our thing that we have, you know, if, if there is things beyond of not just like the blues, but if people who are just, you know, have a negative view of life, they're affecting their life. That, that's like that rain cloud. And as you say it best is that, you know, you can't have a rainbow without a little rain. So we have that's to right. embrace our, our moments of, of anger, of sorrow, of sadness. But we really need to celebrate and live life and be happy for all these things. Because, again, if we feel better, um, you know, we'll be better. And if we're happier, it's going to show on every way. And even if this current study says it may not add years to our lives, it's going to make our life that we're here for at least really enjoyable. So I that's my big that. takeaway with, with happiness and moods and how it affects us. And another thing that will probably make us happy and affecting is tomorrow being St. Patrick's Day. Right. Uh, that's every, what I was going to say. Let's talk about St. Patrick's Day for a minute. 
Yeah, well, as every American so loves to claim some little bit of, of Irish on tomorrow's day, um, I, uh, tomorrow, my celebration, we are kind of doing a quasi very all-American and totally celebrating St. Patrick's Day as we are going to see uh, Bruce Springsteen, who I think uh, just shouts America. Oh, my gosh, how great is that? I hear that but, the concert uh, is over-the-top you know, fabulous. There'll be lots of beer drinking, so I feel that's very American and yet very St. Patrick's. And hopefully we'll try to work some green and shamrocks into our attire for the evening. I haven't quite figured out what I'm going to wear because I'm torn between, you know, do I go jeans and classic rock and roll or do do I add a little shamrock uh, sham to it? So, so we'll have I to think see. you but add some shamrock uh, glam so that that way you can do an Irish jig, or, you know. <laughs> Every year yeah, on St. Patrick's I'm Day, sure I put those, on I'm my sure little Irish, uh, my Irish sure skirt smart. that I can do my jig in, and even if I'm not celebrating, I can celebrate on my own. I think you definitely have to do that, Heather. You wouldn't be the unicorn you are unless you uh, put a little bit of leprechaun into your step. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds so fun. And knowing yourself, to- what is you, what are you up to? Well, you used to actually, to big, you know, uh, cabbage and corned beef or hot, whatever. Well, yes, actually, um, it's interesting. <laughs> Tomorrow, I'm actually um, going to be at the dentist getting some, uh, getting my teeth cleaned. So that's going to be exciting. But I will, as I said, I will wear yeah, green. I will wear my Irish like outfit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be pinched, so I have to wear all that stuff. But I am going to do, I, I always, no matter what, uh, I used to do big parties, but now I'm just too um, too busy. I was working on a movie 16 hours, I think, yesterday, plus driving time. So uh, it's a little crazy. But I am going to cook a corned beef uh, with cabbage, and I do it with cabbage and carrots and Brussels sprouts and um, whatever else I'm going to find tomorrow at the, at the, at the um, what do you call it, the, the vegetable mart so that it can be, you know, kind of something special to look forward to. And then um, over the weekend, we'll be celebrating with some friends. So that's really fun. But Heather, do you you know, I mean, you were in Ireland this uh, a few months ago. Do you have anything to share from your time in Ireland that you think is worth um, worth talking about? Well, since Ireland is not like St. Patrick's Day every day of the year. That's we there, true. We're there, it was not St. Patrick's Day, so there wasn't, other than, uh, well, we were in Dublin, of course, you know, they celebrate the Irishness of very much, and, and, and uh, oh gosh, the Guinness, we went to the Guinness factory, but just being there, I think Ireland was just, it was such a beautiful and lush and green country, and everyone was so nice. Um, but oddly enough, you know, it makes me think of those people there, but it was just sort of that funny thing of what Americans, what we, what we think of, I guess, of everything Irish. Uh, when you're there, it just feels like, I don't know, I felt like it was just like a beautiful countryside. But however, well, you I know, it's just the same way when people actual, come to America. I mean, I've talked to people... Day. That actually thought, you know, when they think that America is the land of opportunity. I mean, they actually, 
had some crazy expectations of what they were going to find because I watched so many movies. It's almost like you think that the roads will be paved with gold or something. So you think when you go to Ireland, it, the names that, of the streets that you're going to just funny. see, you know, leprechauns and and uh, and shamrocks everywhere. But that isn't the truth. I will say actually something that was really funny that we thought this is crazy. The names of the streets were actually pretty uh, magical. A lot there's of course a lot of religious things, but there was definitely a leprechaun lane or sh- something like that, or like Shamrock Street, and it's all oh all that's just cute. real yeah. regular roads that we thought was just really wonderful. That and they, is you know, wonderful. and of course, and they celebrate the leprechaun is like their you know their country mascot in a way, and they viewed it as this mystical creature. But it's a fun, you know, it's a fun thing. That's right. That's right. Well, a lot of people always want to know why is the shamrock the national uh, flower of Ireland? And that is because that St. Patrick used it to explain the Holy Trinity, which is the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, to all those pagans when he first <laughs> yes when when he first came to Ireland well you know i was taught by irish nuns and according to different versions uh, saint patrick was perhaps he was probably born in britain around 385 ad and um, his parents were actually roman citizens and they might have lived in scotland or wales but as a boy when he was 14 he was captured I guess by pirates or something, and he was taken to Ireland where he spent six years in slavery as a sheep herder. And then he came back, um, yeah, and then when he was released, he came back as a missionary. And, of course, then it was the Celtics, uh, which were considered pagans, you know, because they didn't have Christianity. And that's where you get, like, the, the... you get this Celtic symbols, and, you know, they speak Gaelic in yeah. Ireland. I mean, Gaelic is a, a, a language that you do have to learn in school there. But yes. so anyway, uh, so they so he came to to convert these pagans, just like missionaries always did. And uh, so to many cultures, the, you know, it's that power of the three, it's and the serpent, you know, they always say that there's no snakes in Ireland and that St. Patrick scared him away. And a thought of that is because the serpent represents energy and vital energy. And so it was like a good thing. It was a good thing if, um, if there weren't bad snakes. And I don't think there are any snakes in Ireland, but I don't know how it could have been St. Patrick <laughs> did anything <laughs> about it. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of, you know, it's really kind of uh, interesting when you look at the history of, you know, what's handed down. He he was supposedly a very humble, good man, and the Irish just love him. And I think Patrick is the number one name of uh, of boys born in Ireland. (laughs) Patrick. So. Bernie Patrick, you know, you know, happy St. Patty's Day tomorrow. Put green in your beer and wear all your, you know, Irish, all your Irish bangles. And remember, there is a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. We just haven't found it yet, but it is there. <laughs> well, Heather, is there anything you wanted to wind up with uh, about your The Mood Matters? No, that was it. We just, everyone have a happy and safe St. Patrick's Day. And if you want more information about the shows, go to com as well as starstyleradio.com. 
And I also just want to measure, mention for people, they could tune in to Express Yourself Teen Radio that aired yesterday at noon. So that would be March 15th at noon on Express Yourself. Um, well, it's Express Yourself Teen Radio, but it's at Voice America Kids Radio. Just look for Express Yourself Teen Radio because Heather was the guest and she did a really great, great show on cleaning out clutter and organization, something that we all really need to learn. So uh, that would be fun for people to to tune into. We'll also be doing a show on organization coming up here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, so you'll have an opportunity to get some of those tips as well. Well, I am Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And I will be back with you in just a bit. We'll be going into the March Garden. So don't go away. We have lots more to come. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Be the star you are. You are the star. Plug in your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan. Find all you need in a light that shines. Well, it's such a beautiful day here in Northern California. It has been pouring rain for a couple of weeks, and now we have a break, and it's sunshine, and it's like 70 degrees. It feels really like spring. It's just spectacular, lovely. And yesterday was a very nice day. I was working on a movie uh, yesterday uh, down in Half Moon Bay, which is a very pretty place, uh, but it was and it was very pretty to see the ocean. But the big but 
was since right on the ocean, the wind, it was really, really cold. Sunny, but cold, but beautiful. So it was interesting to think, wow, I mean, this, I just, uh, I only wish we'd had a coat. The particular scene we were doing was a birthday party outside, so we were not allowed to have any coats or anything. It was supposed to be a warm summer day. And that's what happens in the movie business. So that was interesting. But, you know, we're going to um, we're going to go into the March Garden right now. I love this quote by Carl Schmidt. It says, that which surrounds you is within you. And as I was talking about it, well, last week, I guess, is not, just recently I was in the Yucatan Peninsula. And I was there swimming and snorkeling and doing all this stuff. And I was in these underground cenotes, which are these rivers, as well as, of course, those beautiful aqua waters of the Caribbean. And uh, I, I returned when I got back home after being in the Yucatan. I just couldn't get over what had happened to my garden. That It was like winter when I left and every, there were, everything was deciduous and there was nothing happening. To, I came home to a garden exploding in blooms. There were bearded iris and tulips and anemones and freesias and cyclamen and calla and oxalis. By the way, oxalis is shamrock. Uh, so that's when people talk about shamrock. It's actually oxalis. But Chinese fringe, the rosemary, the ranunculus, the cinerarias, gladioli, periwinkle. I mean, hillsides of daffodils as well as my fruit trees. The Asian pear and peach and apricot, prune, crab bubble, everything was in bloom. And what was interesting is that the wind, there was a slight breeze actually, and as it blew, the air rained pear blossoms. I mean, it was like snow. It was like all these white and light pink blossoms. And then there was that amazing soothing smell of springtime uh, that just permeated your nostrils. It was just beautiful. And that's what happens in between rain and then a little bit of warm weather. So it, it's right now we are just a couple of days away from spring and it is going to be a wonderful spring here, I think, in California because I think our reservoirs are full. From what I understand, the, um, the uh, snowfall, the snowpack up in the Sierras is really close to what it's supposed to be. So I don't know if they'll say we're going to be out of a drought, but in any case, we're doing much better. Now, I had to laugh when I got my water bill recently because it gave all these ways that we could use only 35 gallons a day. Now, I, I mean, think about it, 35 gallons a day per household. You know, besides the fact that they failed to recognize that most households have more than one individual in, in, in them, I think the average is something like 4.5. They also completely overlooked any water that would be for gardens, your indoor plants, pets. And although my personal water conservation efforts, they have placed me in the top 20% of savers, the company also recognized that 68% of my water usage is for landscaping. And that's probably true because that happens in the summer. In the winter, I don't use water. In the summer, I'm going to use more water. And all I could think about is if we had have some access to those 6,000 cenotes of the Yucatan because there's so much water under the ground. And you go into this area that you think should be rather 
barren or desert-like, and instead it's really, really green and jungly. And uh, I'm not a golfer, but they have tons of golf courses because of the underground water. And we wouldn't have to be irrigating our gardens. Now, uh, we've I've had a lot of questions about the Pearls Premium Lawn Seed. It is the time of year now that we can start putting um, the lawn seed out because as long as you're going to keep it damp and if it's raining in your area, it will. So I am have been reseeding. I need to get more seed, first of all, before I continue. I did notice that the birds, uh, particularly the sparrows, finches, and California quail, they like the seed. And uh, no, birds were not supposed to like it, but maybe here in California or Northern California, it is different. Uh, some new research from the Pearls Premium shows that the roots can grow to 20 inches. So that will make it a very good drought-resistant grass once it's established. And it will also uh, make it, um, it, will, it will really be a good, a good grass that you won't have to mow very often. So, so the only thing is, is that those birds things and I'm going to get to the bottom of that. So what can you do in your March garden? First of all, you got to pick up all those fallen camellias because that's going to prevent petal blight on the plant. And remember that the camellia bushes grow into camellia trees. So you have to plant in appropriate location. This is the time to plant asparagus crowns. As soon as the soil is dry enough to work it, don't plant it when it's soggy. It's time to sow Irish potatoes. Yes, it's St. Patrick's Day, so you can go out and, sh- and, and plant some Irish potatoes. English peas, radishes, turnips, kale, carrots, any time this month is actually good. Uh, plant some milkweed, and you will attract monarch butterflies. A caterpillar increases its body mass 2,000 times as it nibbles on milkweed. I mean, the, metaphor- the metamorphosis is just amazing. Then add the perennial vegetable rhubarb to your garden along with strawberries and then they'll be ready to harvest at the same time and that'll make it just right for the pies, jams, sauces and other treats that you might want to make during the summer. Think about espaliering apples, kiwis and grapes. It'll make it easier to pick, it's space saving and it's also really attractive. Now is also the time to fertilize your lawns with an organic feed very high in nitrogen and all plants can use a boosted nitrogen. So if you're fertilizing with nitrogen, you can just kind of spread it everywhere. It is time to get a tetanus shot if you haven't had one in 10 years. Um, tetanus does not occur just from like stepping on a rusty nail or, or getting a cut somewhere. You can get tetanus from digging in the dirt. So you've got to be very careful. Now, um, it's, there's probably not a lot of insects out yet, but they are going to be coming So things that you want to think about planting swaths of to have a natural insect repellent would be pennyroyal, nasturgium, calendula, and marigold. That really keeps away some of the insects. You're going to have to net plants, shrubs, trees that you don't want nibbled by birds, deers, rabbit, and other foragers. So uh, a good net thrown on these, these plants will help them survive. It's time to divide agapanthas, daylilies, and iris while they are still semi-dormant. And you want to compost all your organic matter to the garden. That means newspapers, uh, shredded cardboard, food scraps, no meat. Don't put meat in there. That's not good for it. But you can put eggshells. You can put tea leaves. You can put coffee grinds. 
things like that, and mix it well into your soil and your leaves and your grass clippings, you will get a wonderful compact, uh, compost. And if you have built hoogles, you can add it to your hoogles. And speaking of that, this is the time to build some more hoogles because uh, the ground is easy to work. And they're going to help with moisture retention for the rest of the summer months. Now, towards the end of the month and the beginning of April, it might be time for you to plant your vegetable garden, but right now it's time to plan it. You're going to check the soil. You want to turn over any cover crops, not pull them out, just turn them over so that that nitrogen and the nutrients go back into the soil. You want to determine the sunlight conditions to see what you're going to plant where. Choose the appropriate seeds and write a list of plants that you wish to purchase to keep you eating fresh all season long. Now, when we think about fresh, we also want herbs in our garden. And those will include like cilantro, chives, dill, mint, parsley, rosemary, thyme. These are all um, ready to be planted or seeded now, so you can do that. Now, Easter's coming up at the end of the month, and we can start thinking about uh, an Easter celebration by preparing with arrangements of tulips and hyacinths, lilies, and colorful annuals. You want to start your seeds of eggplants, tomatoes, peppers indoors, not outside, but that'll give you a head start on your summer barbecues. So if you're going to plant indoors, if you have a, a flat or a tray from last year, you can do that. And, you know, just keep it watered and give it, make sure to give it some sunlight. And when they're ready to be transplanted, you will know it. Weeding. Well, there's a lot of weeds. The weeds are proliferating, at least around here and any place you've had rainfall. So start pulling them up or turning them under before any seed pods set. And then just get ready to exhale because winter is almost over and the sunny, warm, longer days of March are here. And April is around the corner. So you can get ready to balance eggs on end on the vernal equinox or at least crack a couple of fresh ones for breakfast. So allow your surroundings to sink deeply into your soul. You have the power to bring beauty to your everyday environment. Happy gardening and happy growing and happy spring almost. And of course, happy St. Patrick's Day. When I come back from break, we're going to talk about fees and how to keep your fees at a regulated space. You are listening to Cynthia Bryan. I am the Goddess Gardener. There's more information at goddessgardener.com. And you can tune into this radio show, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, always on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. And also you can visit uh, starstyleradio.com for photos, descriptions, and more. I'll be back in a bit, so don't go away. The Star You Are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Email isn't the only reason that people go online, but it is easy. It's fast. It's cheaper than a letter. It's less obtrusive than a phone call. It explains more than in a text, and it's more flexible than a fax. It's on 24 hours a day. It can be used almost anywhere. But there are a few tips just to be, you know, have some etiquette while you are emailing. First, put a description in the subject line. Keep the messages short. 
Send as a text instead of attachments whenever possible. As many times the attachments can't be opened or read on the other end. Or if you're sending somebody uh, information, ask them if they want or, or if they'll accept an attachment and then send it secondly. When responding to group messages, only copy the people who are necessary. Don't respond to everybody. Nobody wants 50 different emails from 50 different people that say the same thing. Before sending your message, make sure you said what you wanted to say. I mean, there's that autocorrect, which happens on texts as well, and sometimes it just puts in some very silly things. Don't spam because it's not polite, and if you expect a response, you make sure to include your email address as well as a title, a phone, and address. Just remember, you do have mail. Open it and respond appropriately. Remember that you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business Bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com or call 925-377-7827. That's 925-377-STAR. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit bethestaryouare.org to make a tax deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. Be the star you are. org. Be the lucky star you Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the star you are, you are the star. Pump up your energy and jumpstart your dreams with positive, life-changing interviews and star-studded conversations on our award-winning program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, hosted by the passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Find all you need in a light that shines. You know, in today's economy, it can be very tempting to lower our fees to win business. But doing so might bring you more trouble and heartache than it's worth. So these are a few reasons why you don't want to be the lowest price and how to resist the lure of uh, low pricing. And then, you know, how to just keep the client. Clients and that you really like and love. You know, number one, it sets a bad precedent. If you're offering the lowest fees, it sets a precedent for a dissatisfied and a very demanding client. When you're the lowest priced, if you discount to win the business, you're setting this expectation with your client or customer that you're always going to charge this price. So even if you feel the rate is lower than they could possibly get anywhere, your client might feel differently. You might have just set the bar for what you charge. And then if you try to change it in the future, you're going to have some backlash from a very dissatisfied person. And dissatisfied clients will tell four times more people about you than a satisfied client. I mean, just think about that. Think about how many times you say thank you to somebody who's done a good job. But if somebody, you know, messes with you and does something 
bad that you don't like, you tend to tell a lot more people. It's just human nature. So think about it and make sure that you um, resist, you know, just trying to be the lowest price. If you do want to give a low price uh, fee for a one-time service, you know, you really know that this client is under some stress or or you don't even know them and you want their business, you can say that, you know, my initial fee will be this much, but any secondary fees will be X amount. And if you're upfront about it, then, and, and by the way, put it in writing. Don't just say it. You got to put everything in writing because if you don't put it in writing, then it'll, you know, it might come back to bite you in the rear end because they'll say, well, you didn't tell me. All right. The second reason is it, uh, if you are lowering your fees or just trying to be the least expensive person on the block, you actually are de- devaluing yourself and you're teaching your customer to do the same. The less something costs, the less value people perceive. And conversely, the more something costs, the more value people perceive. So do you want your people to place a high value on your services or a low value? And I, I'll give you an example because it, it's not always true. It's not true that just because you pay a little bit that you're getting inferior service. I mean, I, you know, that idea of you get what you pay for is sometimes true. It's just like anything in life. It's, but it's not all the time true. And here are um, just a couple of very quick, quick thoughts about that. Think about a, um, a, a Prada purse or Jimmy Shoe shoes and the price that they cost. Well, you know, it's not that they're spending a lot more in the manufacturing or the quality or any of those things. It's because it's a brand. My husband came home the other day with a shower gel that he had paid $45 for because it was a Lancome. And I was like, what the heck? I, why would I need a Lancome shower gel for $45 when I can buy a really great shower gel that I like for 10 bucks? you know? So, so often you are just paying for a name and it has nothing to do with the quality. However, people perceive that it should be much better. And, I, you know, a lot of times when you buy a brand, like if you go to CVS and you buy a CVS brand something, or you go to Costco and you buy whatever their, you know, their signature thing, uh, their Costco brand, or you go to Safeway, and I think Safeway is the signature. Anyway, uh, what's interesting is that most of the manufacturing is being manufactured by the exact same producers of the item that's sitting next to the um, non-brand item in the store. It's just that it's being made by, um, you know, it's, it has a different label on it because it's being made for CVS or Costco or Home Depot or or Safeway or whoever it is that is that is doing that. So it's so much is in a name. And then when it gets to something that costs less and less value people perceive, I remember when I was actually teaching a lot of acting classes where um, people had to pay a fee in advance to sign up. And if they did a drop-in, it was going to be, you know, like 25% more. So that way I knew how many people to expect and how many products to buy for people and all this stuff. So when I charged for classes, they were full to the max every single time. 
And a couple of times, a, a couple of colleagues of mine wanted me to do like a demonstration class and just offer it for free. And the interesting thing was, is despite advertising something was for free, there were all these people that signed up and said they were going to come, but they didn't have to pay a fee. But because they didn't have to pay a fee, something else came up in their life and they didn't show up. So I think that's a very interesting fact. Just remember not to devalue yourself because you're teaching your other people that the less something costs, the less value people are perceiving. Now, when you are really the low price uh, feeder, you might be attracting nightmare clients and nightmare customers because um, it doesn't, it really doesn't take any more to, to work with really good people that like your and appreciate your work than to work with people who are going to be penny pinchers. And you're going to attract more of them. Is this how you want your, to build your business by attracting clients that aren't going to value what you do? The clients you accept today are like the bricks you use to build your business of tomorrow. So you want a really good, solid foundation? It's up to you. You have to think about that. The next thing is to know what makes you different. Now, this is really first and foremost. You need to know what sets you apart. Why did your client or customer hire you over everyone else? Why did they come to you? What is your unique value? How can you uniquely solve your client's problem? If you and your competitors are similar, your client has no choice but to choose the lowest price. But when you use the correct words, your ideal clients are going to hear you and hire you because you're different. Are you offering, you know, you don't want to just say you're offering first class service. You want to tell them what you do, whether you're going to, you're going to take care of them on the weekends or after hours. Are you going to work around their schedules? What is it that you're going to do? You want to build value. Your goal needs to be to maximize your value to your client and customer because the more value that they perceive, the more that they're willing to pay you for your services and that is the way it goes. When you demonstrate that you truly understand them and their goals, how you are uniquely qualified to help them achieve their goals and help them picture themselves experiencing that finished result, you have won your next great client. Now, you got to work on your mindset. There is nothing else that's going to contribute more to your success than having the right mindset. So, you know, some people often charge less than they're worth because they don't have confidence in themselves. Uh, they were raised with beliefs like money doesn't grow on trees, and they may have other limiting thoughts. I know as designers and doing interior design, a lot of people feel that way, especially as they're coming up the up the ladder, but when you feel, when you realize that you have gone to design school, you have gone through accreditation, you've taken all the tests, you've been working several years in the industry, you know, you deserve to, um, to, to be valued for that expertise. So by letting people undermine you, you are just undermining yourself. So. Uh, you know, you don't want to, again, you don't want to charge less. You want to have confidence in what you do and don't limit. You need to identify the beliefs that are not supporting your goals and then name them and reframe them. I talk about that in my book, Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference. Also, provide a unique experience. There's been a distinct shift in consumer behavior from paying for things to paying for experiences. So if you make working with you a unique experience, 
from the minute people meet you, they're going to perceive more value. They're going to like you. They're going to have expectations of greatness, and you're going to deliver that. And when you deliver that, that's when you get paid what you're worth. So give them, give your clients more value. The best way to not only win but to serve clients is to constantly give them more than than what they really think that they're going to get, right? Give them more value than you charge so that your client feels that they're receiving a gift gift but beyond your services uh, and and it's always good to leave with that kind of gift so when you apply these suggestions you're going to be exceeding people's expectations that's going to lead to referrals powerful references probably good Yelp reviews and repeat business so just to sum it up you want to resist that lure of low pricing so for more information or to get a uh, coaching session with me to talk about any of these things that we're discussing, you can uh, email me, Cynthia, at star-style.com. Now, I wanted to just to talk about something that is uh, it's kind of a little bit silly, but it's something that we all go through in life because I always think about Forrest Gump. And, you know, his quote that manure happens, <laughs> I know it's a four-letter word that begins with an S and ends with a T, but we'll just call it manure on here. So just when you're kind of least expecting, these kind of things happen. So on Saturday, our hot water heater in our house uh, went out. So if we, you know, it just makes you realize how we take so much for granted living here in America where we have running water and electricity. I mean, you can't help but walk into a room and you switch on a light uh, and then the lights go on, right? Or even then when we didn't have our hot, the hot heater, water heater isn't working, I still turn on the hot water and I'm kind of shocked that there's no water and no hot water. Well, to make a long story short, we called different, uh, looked at different what we were going to do, whether it was going to be solar or whatever, but we'd had this a long time. So we finally got a plumber to come out and that we he came out two days later because obviously this happened on a weekend. So we had two days with no hot water that was like just cold showers. Then after that, um, in the town where I am, there was, because of all the rain, we had a huge sinkhole, and you might have seen it on the news. I've heard a lot of people have contacted me because they saw it on the news. And the power poles fell into this sinkhole that went to 15 feet. It put out all the electricity and the gas in the area. So now there's no water, there's no gas, and there's no electricity. Only today was the uh, plumber who was installing the, um, the gas, the water heater, was able to come in give us water so we had one two three five days uh, with no hot water i was boiling water on the barbecue to wash to clean to do all of that thank goodness for barbecues but it was just amazing how you feel like a pioneer woman and i realized we have to be very grateful to live in this day and age so yesterday or i worked this this really long movie 16 hours that i was aching and all i could think about is oh i want a hot bath but of course, all I got was a um, a hot, uh, a bubbling cauldron of water that I got to put a washcloth in. So it made me grateful for all these small things that every day we stop to think about. We don't think about. So think about all these people who came before us and lived, you know, a thousand years ago, or like Saint Patrick in the 
third century and they had no running water and they had no electricity. They didn't have any of, of our conveniences. So we can thank our lucky stars that we live today. So be grateful. And with that, I want to thank you for being with us every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. right here on Voice America as we come to you live on the Empowerment Channel. I want to thank Matt, my trusty engineer, who's been with me for such a long time now. We kind of have a, a great routine going. It's, it's fun when you get to know somebody's style. I think it just makes it so easy. So to make a donation to Be The Star You Are charity, go to bethestarur.org. Visit our events calendar to see what's coming up. Remember that I'm always trying to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. So until next week when we celebrate again, remember love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. And it's also going to keep that belly flat fat off. <laughs> I'm Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Have a great week. Dream, create, inspire, make a difference. And most of all, just be the star you are. Thanks for joining me. The star you are, be the star you are, you are the star, be the star you are, keep caring. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are.